This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What up? Tonight is going to be a sick show because we're going to talk about all the crazy stuff in the news. All the stuff that you guys are seeing, if you're paying attention to culture, what's cracking, um, it's it's wild out there right There's now. crazy things going on. Every, it seems like every week some big stories popping, and you know a lot of people are you know spewing different views on this stuff, so thought it'd be proper just to kind of maybe kick some of these things up tonight. Yeah. So first of all, Sean, tell me about... Tell me a little bit about that uh, that guy that just um, OD'd in the hotel room. Well, there's a lot He's of anchor. yeah, no, there's a lot of things. This is here in Southern California. So just a little bit ago, about a month ago, I remember I was at the gym and I was uh, saw this thing all over the news. This news reporter that was found dead, and it was like right after Christmas in his motel room. And I remember seeing the story. I guess he's a very well-known personality on the Channel 5 News here in Southern California. Was known to visit a lot of places. Was really interactive with like fans and stuff of the radio, of the TV station. He had a family too. He had a family. I think he had two kids. He was married. All the people talked, raved about him. And they were just brokenhearted and devastated that he died. And then there was one thing that caught my attention. That he was found dead in a motel room in Van Nuys. But they also said that he lived in Van Nuys. And so I thought, like, if you're in a hotel room in the city that you live in, it doesn't really sound good, right? No. Um, as time went on, there was a lot of stuff. They had the memorial service. Um, it kind of went dead a little bit as far as um, what was taking place. But just recently, they released the story. And the story was nuts. It was crazy. Basically what happened, this guy was living in a double life. They said that he didn't have a drug problem. That's what his wife or people would say close to him. He looks like a clean-cut guy. Very clean-cut. Didn't say that he was homosexual. He's married. But as the story goes on, he had this hotel room that was all decked out like in uh, S&M bondage stuff. No way. There was a, a man that he went to go meet there. Both of them were doing a bunch of methamphetamines. Uh, they were doing so much meth that he took it to the next level wearing a mask with different kind of like inhalants underneath the mask and doing a lot of crazy stuff, putting meth on different places of his body, had, having the guy – How do they have – how do they have this information of all the? It's the police report. It's the it's the autopsy going through the whole thing. The main they reason why they get all the information was from the guy himself that was there with him because so the guy they, was they scared him. because the guy died and yeah. he was the only one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to be like guilty of murder. So he had to go through the details, and it was crazy. It sounded demonic. To tell you the truth, one hundred percent. I mean, there was obviously uh, sodomy that was taking place. Yeah. Um, um, so much so that it was all the way through the act. The guy saw that he was acting funny. He pulled the mask off, and he was actually vomiting in his mouth, and he was dying. He was convulsing. Called the paramedics. They tried to revive him. He tried to do it. He died from meth-induced um, intoxication, but also his heart rate and everything was just going out of control, yeah. out of crazy. And they come into this room that was decked out in this gnarly S&M 
bondage thing and then finding out that he is a well-known uh, TV personality in the local area. That is dark. Then finding out that, you know, he, I mean, as we go through, wife, children, yeah. everybody's devastated. But, you know, looking at it from like our perspective, it's like the Bible talks about like the heart of man can go dark and wicked. Mm-hmm. And we're living in a culture today where we see a lot of this stuff. Like it's a definitely a demonic influence. I mean... It would be kind of like, you know, we used to say back in the day, a weekend warrior, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that kind of worked at his whole thing throughout the week. But the weekend, Friday night, Sunday night, Saturday night, he's just going nuts and crazy back to work on Monday. It's a little bit like that, but to the extreme, yeah. like no one close to him knew that he was either struggling with this stuff or was into this stuff. And it cost him his life. He was young. I, I don't know how old he was, but he's probably our age. He might have been a little bit younger, to tell you the truth. Um and just like that, a life taken away by giving over to some kind of crazy thing that was like a sensation of like lust. Fantasy. Fantasy. Yep. Lust, fantasy, drugs. And you know, when you mess with Crystal, that stuff, there's something about it, it is. man. That yep. It's like, it's white. It looks clean, but it's dark. It is dark. And when you do that stuff, it just unleashes darkness in your life. I mean, you know how many people we know that I mean, remember our um, without saying names, the yep. homie that was living in the back side of his parents' house, yep. all clucked out and yep. and and no showers and dirty and and you just see it just literally sucks the life out of you. And then even like the the perversion, it's like a sex drug too. It like it it uh, it 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 messes with your mind. It does. You know what I mean? It yep. messes with your mind and it brings in this perversion into your life. And uh, people get into hardcore porn. When they're on that, the prog- you know progressive porn. You, you remember when you were young, like in high school, and guys getting into meth, and there were again close friends of our, to ours that you know got in that lifestyle. All, be, all before you know it, kind of consumed with like kind of like devil worshiping music, just an evil vibe. You go to the house, you just yes. felt like an evil presence back in the day. Yep, um, dude, they would they'd be doing pentagrams of of. They line up pentagrams of speed and then do the whole thing. Stay for like seven days. They all had buck knives. And it was like all all deicide music. Yeah. What does deicide mean? I forget. It I means remember. something crazy. Like the lead singer of deicide, like had an upside down cross burned into his forehead that his yeah. grandma was a was a was a was into witchcraft. That put it's like all yeah. That just, was just, nuts. Just gnarly. Crazy I just remember stuff. as crazy as we are going there, and you just felt like no man, this this place is evil. Um, and then even before I came to the Lord, I got back into methamphetamine. So when you bring up like the, the perversion, the sex, the porn, all that stuff, it does. It does open up a gateway that's just – there's perversion, there's darkness, there's demonic. When I talked about – you know, yep. you, me and you both battled with being uh, oppressed by demonic spirits back in the day before we came to the Lord. And mine was mm-hmm. uh, heavily induced by methamphetamines. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And it does. It depraves you of reality. It depraves you of sleep. It depraves you of food intake. Mm-hmm. You take all these things and you're just totally consumed with this drug that has ramifications to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, seeing it at this level, you know, it's been a, tro- a problem for a lot of people. And it's coming back again. It's it's not gone anywhere. Um, but you know, you know what's interesting. Really quick, I looked yeah. up deicide. It means the killer of God. Oh wow! So, what's interesting that too explains a lot. Even with this whole thing that's happening, even with like this guy's story, mm-hmm. you know, you even there's also in the news recently where there was like a bunch of popes, not popes, a bunch of Catholic priests I, I that were that. getting busted 
for uh, child sex, molestation. Yes, child and and sleeping with other boys yeah. and and young young people in this whole movement that's happening mm-hmm. within that. There was actually a priest that got busted not too long ago in New York City. Same thing. He was a priest. He was in New York or New Jersey, somewhere out there on the East Coast, and he got busted for taking millions of dollars from the church and he also got busted with like an S&M wow. drug-induced whole thing. This same exact story with this news anchor mm-hmm. happened to a priest on the East Coast. Man, it is intense. Like some of these stories, but it's reality. Yeah. You know, these aren't, there aren't made-up stories. If you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese and we're just going to be talking about so a lot of the issues that are taking place in our world today. Um, there's a lot of things taking place with the whosoever's always encourage you to check out the com. but also this radio show has been going on for almost three years. I think more than three years now. And so all the ar- archives of the show, you can go to Ryan-Reese.com, but also the whosoever's have a new app. So make sure that you download it to keep mm-hmm. up to speed with all that's taking place with the whosoever. It's all free. It's all good. Yeah, and the next subject I want to talk about is obviously we do tour the high schools. We go to the middle schools, and that's the whole purpose is to get in front of these students. And recently in Orange County, there was um, at Aliso Viejo High School, there was a suicide uh, of a kid, and uh, he just committed suicide. They found him, and everyone's just just baffled. Yeah. I got a phone call yesterday from a Calvary Chapel pastor um, in Denver. I forget where in Denver. But – um. Basically, what happened is some kid just committed suicide in his church hmm. out of nowhere. Just committed suicide in his church, and now everyone's just baffled again. Going, why, like, why is there so much suicide? What is going on with all these students? Mm-hmm. So right now, a door has opened that we are going to be going to Denver and doing a. We're going to tour this. Now they are like, okay, we want you guys to come hmm. and tour the schools, and then we want to do like an outreach for the the community with a band or some kind of event to reach the community because. It's just it's just wild right now. The suicide Epidemic. it's in our face. It's everywhere. Yeah. And it's really at every level. Like it you like you see it in the high school, right? You hear mm-hmm. these stats that are coming up from the military and they're not going away. There are multiple guys that come back from the military that are committing suicide. There's older people that are committing suicide. There's musicians that have been out of the limelight that now all of a sudden they're committing suicide. Um, there were pastors in this last year, a couple oh, yeah. here in there California. Was, one, was there one or there's a couple there's pastors? A couple. There, there was one that was uh, close in like the Chino Hills area, Chino area um, that was going through a lot of stuff and yeah, committed suicide, devastated the church. There was another one up in Oxnard not, not too long ago as well. Same kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was as much information than the other one. But the same thing, they were lead pastors in their ministry, both of, with thriving ministries, uh, have, going through a lot of um, overload, mm-hmm. like overwhelmed, stressed, I think anxiety, a lot of these things. Depression cre- crept in, didn't let anyone really know or try to power through it. But man, th- there's an oppression. There is an oppression that is facing this generation, all ages. And the only one that can conquer it is the Lord. Like, I'm mindful of these things. I feel there, there's warfare that I face. There's warfare I know that you face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we need to stay close to the heartbeat of God, man. If When we look, when I look at these things in the news, I know you do too, we look at them like out of the lenses of like what we know to be true. The Bible, the Lord, the reality of yeah. spiritual warfare. And it's like... Man, it just kind of motivates you to be like praying for people and being open by God's Spirit wherever He will take us um, and not to be closed-minded to reach out to maybe some people that some people would try to 
rule off or not reach out to? I think this whole suicide thing is because we live in a, a different age now. I mean, if you look back from the 80s, 90s, I think is when pagers came out. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was it yeah, 90s? 90s. Yeah, 90s, high school. Yeah. yeah, 90s, the pagers came out. Mm-hmm. And then the cell phones and then the emails and all that, you know. So it was a, life was a lot simpler Social back then. Social media probably strong for the last 10 years. Yeah. Maybe I mean, life longer. was simpler. I mean, yeah. you had to go home before and, and check your answer machine and see if anyone called you. Right. Then uh-huh. you check it late at night or whenever you get home and then you can make your phone calls back. There was a slow process. Mail, yep. you know, fax machine. That was like pretty cutting edge when that came out. <laughs> yeah. But my point is now it's like there's so many things this generation, you and I, are facing that you're so connected you know, just today I was totally like chill. I was going about my day. I'm like, cause I could get over, I could get really like anxiety or like stressed out easy right? because there's so many things I want to accomplish in a day. And when you have this device in front of you, you can accomplish a lot. You can mm-hmm. get a lot of text messages going, phone calls, emails operating. Right. And then you're trying to run your social media and just all the different things that you use for work. And, you know, it could get crazy. But I think, you know, now is what we really have to figure out is, how to to navigate through this stuff. I mean, just the other day, last weekend it was, or a couple weekends ago, there was a day that was the Kill the Noise Day. It was like a national day yeah, for like a Friday that. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because the world's realizing like there has to be issue. a day to relax. You know, that's why God's given us that Sabbath. Yep. But with technology, it's either going to control us or we're going to learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. And I think that what's going on, even if you're a pastor or whoever you are, it's like if you're caught up in overload... A human body can only take so much. Yep. You can, you're, you can only put so many images and so much information in your mind mm-hmm. at one time. Right. And also, with that said, now think about the stuff that you're watching. Okay? The stuff that you're watching on a cell phone, we've talked about this. The cell phone could either, for lack of words, you know, Christianese words, it's either going to bless your soul, uh-huh. encourage you, or it's going to curse your soul. There's no in-between. Yeah. It's what you look at. The eye is the light of the body. When you look at it, it's what goes in, what comes out. If you are getting bombarded with information, you're stressed out already by work and all this stuff, and then the stuff you're watching, the stuff you're listening to, if it's the stuff that would literally curse your soul, the stuff that is the lust of the eye, the pride of life, mm-hmm. the lust of the flesh, you add all that overload of content and of garbage inside of you, why do you think people are going crazy? You just said something right now that trips me up because I was just reading before I walked over here right now about the eye. And I looked it up on the Bible. The word eye is found 571 times in the Bible out of the 66 books in the Bible. That's a lot. If you type in the word faith and love and whatever, that's a high number of eye. The Bible has a lot to say about it. And on the Sermon on the Mount, what you kind of reference right now is it talks about the eye being... Uh, the light. If your eye is good, your whole body will be yep. full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And it is. It is a gateway into the mind. And that's where pornography destroys lives. Just information overload. You're, you're, and, you know, the body, computers and all these things are mirrors of the human body and what they can do. As an eye can see information all around them and be able to dissect what they see. Mm-hmm. And it brings that information into your brain and be able to, you know, react to it. Jesus addressed pornography back then on the Sermon on the Mount. Yep. So what does he say? But if you even look on a girl with lust, you are committing adultery. There's your porn. Yeah. Right there. No, yeah. 
and it destroy it destroys lines. It, it's it's overload, and that's where if we allow this to get filled with a bunch of garbage, your, your heart, your yeah. mind, yeah. like, and it's just consumed with it, dude. There's there's results to it, um, and that's why you have to make a conscious effort. Like, man, I gotta I gotta turn this off. I gotta move these distractions from my life because there's too much noise. I mean, you've, you've called it the kill the noise thing mm-hmm. of the high schools. And it is, and it's funny that the world is saying the same thing as well because too much information, too much overload. And then you look at some of the results that are in our culture. You think it's a coincidence that the high rate of anxiety, depression, all of these things are facing this generation. And yet they have a lot of stuff. They have a lot of technology, a lot of things that are supposed to make your life more comfortable, yeah. which they do in some ways. You know, if you, you can't get lost it, anymore. If you use them the right way. Yeah. But if you use the electronics the right way. My question to you is, do you think that news anchor was just one day to the next like, hey, man, let's do some crystal hookup with a dude and get S&M. No. Sadomasochism. No. That, that was the most pro- likely. Progression of progression. stuff that he watched. Yep. That's what led him to that mm-hmm. moment. You don't just turn into an SNM guy no. overnight. No. It's a progression of pornography. You start with the soft porn, the Playboy, and then you work your way on through. You know that we used to watch porn. It, just, it progresses. This goes into everything. And this goes in. There was a statement that Chuck used to say, and I've always stuck with it, but it's true on both sides. It's this you don't fall into sin. That's a terminology Christians like to use sometimes. You fall into sin. You don't fall into sin, you walk into sin. Mm hmm. As a believer, you have conviction of the Holy Spirit. I've never felt like you just know there's so many warnings to not go there. And the same thing, if you dissect back from where you find yourself in, maybe you find yourself in a tough situation where you're totally caught up in something. If you press rewind, you'll go back to see it was starting with this. It was starting with a look. It was starting with this lens. It was starting with uh, secretly watching something. Or having some people next to you that are influencing you with bad information, Mm -hmm. perverted stuff, and now all of a sudden it gets your attention, and now it's leading you astray into a way where now you're in bondage to these things. And that's why James, in James it says, resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. Resist. That's what this really comes down to. Everything that we've talked about so far, it is like that battle between good and evil. The battle between serving God or resisting the devil like it, it it's a it's a choice that we have to make in our lives and it's a thing that a lot of people are succumbing to in our world today not seeing it people don't see the spirits around that's around them but there are things that are alluring there's crazy laws that are being passed in our world today there are so many things that are being celebrated lifestyles different things like identity sexual identity is so misconstrued like you fill out applications now and it's like are you a male a female or binary not on the passports yet you know what i'm saying <laughs> like all yeah. these things no, are, 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 are coming and it's yeah. like where, where are we living yeah no dude it's it's seriously bizarre the the, the thought i mean you know the and i just want to touch on this a little bit because we already did a show right. about this yeah but the whole abortion thing mm-hmm. you know they're saying okay the woman can have a baby I mean, we, we were watching the Joe Rogan show the other day, and I'm yeah. not I'm not telling anyone to watch it because yeah. it, it gets wild. But I like to watch parts of it to to see where the world's at, what the they're thinking. Because if you want to know the perspective, yeah, go on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah, but uh, you know, the whole thing is like they're saying that you could have an abortion the, up to the, the baby, month. or the ba- the girl could basically the baby could pop out mm-hmm. into the doctor's hands, 
And then the girl can say, uh, I need to abort the kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, is this, yeah, this is crazy. It went, it went from like being a certain amount of months mm-hmm. to like actually having a baby and then saying, uh, I want to abort it. I mean, yeah. this is just crazy. Well, the thing is, is like, as you continue to move these boundaries wider and wider, where does it end? And that is like the thing that happened in New York City where it's talking about the uh, in the ninth month being able to terminate. Now, as Joe Rogan and the guys are kicking around, it's like, where does it end? These guys, are These guys aren't even Christians. Christians. They're not Christians at all. They're far from uh, it. Joe Rogan yeah. is an atheist, agnostic, whatever you want to say, but being able to be like cringe yeah. in the realization like that's a human. That's a, that's a baby. Yeah. And this doesn't sound right. Yeah. Now, as somebody that that doesn't believe in the God who created the heavens and the earth and spoke the words existed. The Bible says that we were made in the image of God. If he is like, oh man, that's horrible. What is going on in our world today where people can approve of such things and put it under the skies of a woman's health is really what, and it's all jargon. There is stuff that is so misconstrued in laws and in our world today. I'm not saying that I'm an expert at those things at all, but I will say that you don't need to have much discernment to be able to say, like, this is legit wrong. And, and if you don't, change. you got an issue. Yeah. Because you need the, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit, the job is to convict it. It will show you. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. We know that the scriptures say that the, Satan is the prince of this earth. Mm-hmm. He dominates his world, you know, call it what you want, one world order, Illuminati, you know, those, those, the, there's, there is a power right. that Satan is talking to that's here on earth, the elect, or not the elect, but whoever these people are, and they're getting Satan's agenda, and they're pushing it. I mean, baby sacrifice is basically what's happening. Mm-hmm. They used to do it back in the old days with the God of Molech, back in the Old Testament. Now, you know, we know that Satanists... Which, you know, Satanists, they do blood sacrifice. They sacrifice babies. That's the highest form of, of um, a sacrifice to Satan. Mm-hmm. So these people who are pushing these laws, you know, they're, they're a part of that whole Luciferian, you know, that whole Satanic. It's all Satanic at the end yeah. of the day. All roads lead to Satan. And that's what this whole agenda is. And the fact that it's actually in America that was founded by Christians at one point, that it's happening and people are like, yeah, man, hmm. do it. Like, it's crazy. There's someone, and I don't know if it's happened already or it's proposed to be happening soon, that I don't know if it was focused on the family. Somebody is um, going to be buying time on the Times Square screens. Have you heard about that? Uh-uh. That actually is for a pro-life thing that is to be showing like a baby in the womb like at seven or eight months in New York City just to show that at that time the baby has everything intact that's amazing has eyes hands are are formed all of these things uh the the baby is a baby my brother um his child was premature had the baby at seven months that you know they're 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 grown up now not i mean they're still kids but yeah totally able to survive and to live like that is a life it's a life i'm and I, i just pray that people are really really um, wake up to these things. And as we're talking about these things, I know at the same time too, like all of us, um, can find ourselves in deception. You know, we get caught up. We look at things of this world in a lot of ways. Um, 
I have a background where my girlfriends had abortions back in the day. God's mm. forgiven me. And for those that are out there right now as well, maybe they've gone through with this aspect as well. The Lord can forgive you as well. Yep. Um, God, I'm guilty too. Yeah, everything is forgivable. Um, but to continue doing these things and to, you know, turn a blind eye to it isn't right either. Evil prevails because good people do nothing. Some old school guy uh, did that quote. And this is a big one, and we could probably talk about this on the other side. Um, and this goes into the sexual, crazy nature thing again, and this is the R. Kelly thing. R. Kelly was a, a oh, yeah. yeah, he's a huge artist. I mean, he wasn't my cup of tea musician or whatever. But wasn't really like a rapper. He was more of like an actual singer. Like an R&B guy? Like R&B guy. Um, made a lot of famous songs. I think he's written a bunch of songs back in the day. There was always... He was worth $120 million at one point. What, really? Like, yeah, no. He That's wrote like money. tons of songs. They say he was so talented, even though he grew up... Now, this is the thing about him. I saw some stuff. He was exposed to pornography and, and sex stuff at a very young age, like eight, nine years old, and, and got caught up. Couldn't read or write but can actually uh, put together a lot of music or whatever. So his talent just opened up all these doors, blew up, and um, had all of these opportunities, but he had a major sex addiction. And so everybody's been talking about, this has been one of the big trending things in, the, in our nation, is this show that was released. I don't know if it was on Amazon Prime or Netflix, and it's all these ex-girlfriends, ex-managers, ex-security guards, all these guys that's saying like, the things that they saw were crazy. They'd like this guy that didn't do a recording with him for a while, an engineer, radio, um, a sound engineer, came to his studio to help him with a song. And he said he came into the studio. Inside the studio, there was just like a, a bed with a girl right behind like the mixing board. And then he'd do a song. Then he'd go hook up with her. Go down the hallway and another door, there'd be another girl there. Go down the hallway, another girl. And he's like, those girls look young too. He was known in the community no in that way. city to um, drive by this high school, and he would wait outside the high school, you know, very impressionable 16-year-old, 15-year-old oh, yeah. I mean, girls. Give me, give me a break. R. Kelly probably balling yeah, in some car- ride they or whatever. Up in a Bentley. Um, picking up these girls, and he was known to just lace them oh. with a bunch of stuff oh, and just— So he was, dr- he was drugging them. He, yeah, I mean, partying yeah. with them, yeah, party. you know. Um, traveling all over the place um there's a lot of things there's always rumors about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. there was a famous girl r&b girl back in the day named Aaliyah, who was famous who had a couple of big songs she died in a plane crash mm-hmm. years ago but she he got her to marry her marry him when she was 16 years old or 15 years old something crazy like flew her out big old thing they got it annulled or whatever she was asked about this years later and they asked what what she thought about R. Kelly, and she's like, she never wanted to talk about it because what she went through as a young mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. But she said this one thing to her close friend, he is an evil man. People that are coming out today are saying that it is like a, a real-life cult. And so as the show was produced and out all these streams, detectives and everything, like all their alarms went off more. They went in. All of these charges were brought young girls, man. I mean, young high school girls, you'd go see them at the basketball game at their high school. Coaches are like, hey, what's this grown man doing here? And then they would find out that she was involved in like some video scenes with her. A lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, and now crazy. he has a lot of accusations that are against him. And there are a lot of these things. And again, I'll say the same thing. 
it is spiritual warfare, yeah. that, and there is demonic influence all around for sure. 100%. So you let Satan get in, and it always starts with like a little compromise, you know. For this, is, this is for the believers, guys that are trying to follow God, and maybe you're even trying to follow God right now, and you just feel like you, you keep ending up in the same situation. You have to head to the cross. The bottom line is you have to stop watching this stuff, you got to get plugged into church. You got to start reading. You got to go after Jesus, and God will start transforming your life. You don't have to live this way. This isn't the this isn't the life that you're going to always have. God is in the business of changing and transforming lives. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to break in a minute, but I want to plug. We are touring. Hit us up at thewhosoevers.com. Book us. We'd love to come to the schools, the middle schools, high schools, public schools where you're at. And uh, I'm also touring the um, touring the churches, doing the God signs and the storms message. And uh, you know, it's it, we're going to talk about this stuff in church. We're going to talk about this stuff with the kids. We want to let them know that God loves them. He wants to forgive them, and He wants to empower them to do great things. God's in the business of getting ordinary men and doing extraordinary things. So He's going to do it in your life. You just got to seek Him. And you will find him. You need to resist the devil and he will flee and be powered with the Holy Spirit so you can live that life. Everything that was going on um, with those allegations. But, you know, what's interesting, Sean, is those those uh, statistics I just sent you. That was sent to me from uh, Leslie from a pregnancy teen center. And um, it's getting crazy on campus uh, with the students. Again, this is why we need to get in front of students. Because if we can get the gospel in front of students... And get people to find Jesus Christ and get filled with the Spirit, crimes, misbehavior, and all that stuff's going to go down. Yeah. Because they have God's Spirit in them. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit, obviously. So let's let's read a couple of these things and we'll talk a little bit uh, more yeah. into it. Okay, so this was uh, given to Ryan over the subject, Dating, Violence, Assault, and Teens Statistics. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Assault in teens statistics. Um, Also, this is important to note because um, she's saying who studies this a lot um, says this. These are just the ones that are reported. My time in the schools make me believe that the numbers are much higher. Yeah. So let me give you those stats. The cultural impact 2017 youth risk behavior survey shows that 7.4% of high school students report to have being forced to have sex. Um, also, sexual minority youth are at greater risk of being forced to have sex. Nearly 12% of high school females reported physical violence from a dating partner in the 12 months before they were surveyed. For high school males, more than 7% reported physical violence and about 5% reported sexual violence from a dating partner. Um, Violence is related in certain risk factors. The risk of having unhealthy relationships increases for teens who believe that dating violence is acceptable. This is what happens when you start being in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and you're not letting anyone uh, know about it. And you wonder how these people get caught up in these things. Before you know it, they're they're like hooked. Yeah. They almost feel like they deserve it or if it's a way of a relationship. 
Um, they believe that dating violence is acceptable, are depressed, anxious, or have other symptoms of trauma, use drugs or illegal substances. And we've heard this before. Um, going to schools, you've heard it. I've heard it as a pastor that had been um, either molested or evolved sexually at a very young age and traumatic uh, experiences. And now they're given over to drugs and everything to kind of numb the pain. Mm-hmm. Engage in early sexual activity and have multiple sexual partners and have a friend involved in teen dating violence, witness or experience violence in the home. So literally is what, what it's saying is that as they've gone through all of these different high schools, the percentages that they're giving here are saying that they're even much more higher than they are uh, leading in this report, but it's affecting all mm-hmm. uh, males, females, some of it as a, a, from a violent level, some of it being forced to have sexual encounters with, with individuals and some just like physical violence as well. The results of it, though, are, same, are the same and they're staggering, and that is that it has ramifications for the life for a long time. Mm-hmm. Something that happens at those young ages, it starts affecting the way they look at relationships, yeah. how they are to be treated. They start thinking, oh, you know, if I date a guy that beats me, it's normal because I've been beaten ever since I was in sixth grade yeah. or, you know, seventh grade. Or they've they seen it in the home. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of those things where they feel like it's the norm. This is just how a relationship ends and definitely shouldn't, shouldn't be. Um, this goes into like the, the immorality of the stuff that we're talking about as well because what starts happening is that people look at people as, just items, just sexual encounters, not individuals. You get your lust, uh, you know, revved up so high, you just, you can't control it. Think about, let me give you. I, I used to be like that. I, know, I would just look at girls f- like for sex. Yeah, and it can numb you. you might You're not a, thinking about dating a girl, having a relationship, or even having a conversation. Let me tell you this too. Both of us went through gnarly relationships when we were younger. I was with a girl for, for my uh, high school year. It ended devastating. And what you do is now that after that's done, you get numb. Then you start treating people worse. Girls, you've said the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, you were in a very serious relationship. And after that, and when you went to circa and all that kind yeah. of stuff, you kind of use women because you didn't have that emotional connection or you wouldn't let yourself go yeah. there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wall, walls come up. You get jacked by one, one girl. Uh-huh. She cheats on you or whatever it happens and then your walls come up and then you're pretty much you're uh you know you're 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 messed up in your head. Yeah. And that's what a, a lot of these people are, are seeing today. I I was going to say like check. I think, you know, honestly, I think a lot of that stuff too that's happening is because I mean, we know old statistics are you know, we've said this number before, these are old. We need to get some new numbers. But 68% of men in the church consume pornography. So outside of church, it's higher. Yeah. You know, and these are old statistics. New statistics said that an average kid gets into pornography at six years old. R. Kelly got into porn at eight, six years old. Yeah. Now, we know the progression of pornography, your lust, your body appetites are, 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 are alive. And we know that even Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, he was into porn at a young age and he got into really violent porn and that led him to being a mass murderer. Hmm. So, you mean, I'm just, as you can kind of see, I'm trying to pull all these things together. And you see when you get into this life of pornography and these different things and following your sexual appetite, you're angry, your body appetites for sex is like at peaking and you want to act out and things happen. Violence happens. Yep. It gets crazy. Yep. So and these are all, again, 
effects of all this stuff. The eye is a light to the body. You start putting this stuff in, you're going to start entering these situations. Yeah, you know what's so crazy too? It's like as we're talking about these things, there's problems in our culture today. We've seen it in times past. We experienced it when we were young kids. The Bible, this is one of the moments like where I read the Bible my first time. When you go through Leviticus, which is a pretty hard book, one thing that tripped me out is how they brought everything into consideration. How God put everything in consideration. What I was mean by that is by sexuality. Mm-hmm. He, he addresses um, adultery, obviously. He addresses fornication, having sex uh, out of marriage. But he also addresses homosexuality. He de- explains bestiality. He explains all of these things of the depravity of sexual sexuality and what can happen, how it can own you and destroy your life. There is an example that we have in the Bible of David. David was a, a man of the God's own heart. He had children, and he had one son named Ammon. Ammon loved the, the one, uh, his sister so much, and it wasn't like a love, like an adoration. Lust. Lust. It's like a So much, right? yes. So much that he pursued, he was really sick, and he's like, I, I don't want anyone else but, but her to come to me. And like, really? Like, okay, yeah. And so she would make him meals, and he grabbed her. He was faking that he was more sick, sick than what he was, grabbed her, then forced her to have sex with him. After he had sex with her, what he says, he's like, get away from me. I'm done. Go. Leave. And she's like, what, why would you first you know, try to have sex with me as this is something that's going to bring a bad, name, a bad shame to you and to myself? And then after he had sex with her, he's like, you know what? It's going to be worse if you kick me out. And he's like, no, just go. He had this is the thing about lust. It's never fulfilled. Never. And it owns you and destroys you. And that was a thing that really destroyed David's family. Understand, that's a story that's in the Bible thousands and thousands of years ago. And so we see the problem of lust and perversion that has been a problem for the beginning of history because of the the demonic warfare that's there of sexuality. God created sex, but Satan wants to pervert it and distort it. The Bible talks about sexual immorality a lot. It does. It always addresses it. All through the New Testament, it's mm-hmm. always it's always like the, the, the first couple. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's something about that that the enemy can use because it has such a strong hold. It does. On you. Because sex is like, you know, it feels good. You know, yeah. we've talked about it. It's, yeah. not like a, it's not like doing a drug where you, you get high. You feel good, but then you know you come down. Yeah, you get drunk, you get hungover. It's like there's always those ups and downs. Right. Where sex is, um, it's something that we were, and also we weren't created to take drugs. We were actually created to have sex. Correct. So Satan just uses, uses this, it. uses does. hardcore. Yeah. And because of the progression of it, he knows that he can. Take you from the, the, the guidelines that sex is for, mm-hmm. the way we were created, and then he knows that he could just slowly get in there and, and distort it and get you so far gone. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing is even like when you look at the, the, the gay community or the you know transgender or whatever, you know people that have sex with other people or the same sex, is that you know we've talked to a lot of people that have come out of that or that are dealing with it. You could tell a drug addict, hey, dude, like, stop doing drugs. And like in the back of their head, they know they need to stop doing drugs. Right. But when you're talking to someone that's used to having sex with a man, having sex with a man, he already, like, broke that circle of that, I'm trying to think of that word, those, those guidelines mm-hmm. that God created us to be in. And he already left that. And it's, 
it's hard to come back to that. I mean, it's almost it's almost impossible. You know, good thing, you know, good thing that we have Christ because he can do anything. But, you know, just like with pornography, it's like you start with soft porn. And once you start getting into the hardcore porn, yeah. you can't even go back to the soft porn. Yeah. That stuff doesn't even work. Mm-hmm. It, it, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does nothing for someone like that. Yeah. So when you put yourself in a situation with sex, Satan knows all he has to do is get in there through pornography to the straight man mm-hmm. or... You know what's even better for him is to get you out of the 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 and even through pornography he'll introduce you to homosexuality because when you're watching pornography there's multiple people in there and for whatever reason the enemy's all up in that business he'll get your eye to get you know to get you know into the man on man or girl on girl or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know we we were talking about this on one show recently is that uh you know you talk to some Christians and they're like man you know the gay community this and that and they're all over him. But then, you know, I heard one guy tell me that he told them, hey, man, you're so down on the gays. He's like, have you ever watched a girl on girl in, in a porn? And the guy's like, yeah, but that he's like, well, that's 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 your support homosexuality. No, man, that's different. It's not different. It's the same thing. And Satan is so smart through sexuality that he I think porn is just a huge thing it is. That, that Satan is using to really get a hook on this generation. It is. And I mean, Going from this show, you know, we wanted to bring up a lot of these multiple issues of what we see in current events. And it's just natural as all of them have this connection, the ones that we brought up at least, mm-hmm. to this. Um, the sexuality mm-hmm. perverted from that newscaster to the R. Kelly thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another one, not to go through all of these headlines or whatever, but this is a big one. I mean, Bill Cosby was known as one of the biggest comedians the cleanest known as the moral comedian uh he used to put eddie murphy on blast all the way through the 80s he was known as like a family guy on the cosby show one of the most uh, syndicated shows growing up throughout the mm-hmm. 80s to the early 90s he's in prison for life for now multiple reports of drugging women way back in the day yeah. and um these again all are, are the result of a, a lust uncontrolled and what it can destroy. Yeah, to get it, you to go that far. Yep. You that it will I mean, cost your own life. Yeah. That will lead you to a prison cell. I mean, that's like some serious like deception going on. Well, you know, you know we talk about this like in, in the Christian life, right? Mm-hmm. How, how many have we seen that have walked with God and have fallen prey to the same thing? It, yeah. the, Satan doesn't quit. And that you're right. You know, you can overcome... Drugs and alcohol by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, but wa- walking with God, most likely, if you're walking with God, you're in a place, you're doing ministry or whatever, you're maybe not around drugs. I'm sure you're not as much. You're not around drugs all the time. You're around females all the time. Mm-hmm. You can, if you allow those guards to go down, you allow these backdoor relationships to start happening. Before you know it, you might be going through a problem in your marriage or maybe you're single or whatever. And you start playing with the enemy a little bit. And what I mean by that is you start getting a little bit closer to the edge, you know. And before you know it, you get caught up. And I say these things because you don't want to don't want to put on a front. Like it's a reality that we're all facing. This is a danger that we all have to watch our backs. Yeah. We, any of us could get taken out anytime. Sure. You hear about pastors getting taken yeah. out. You hear about all kinds of people. Uh, uh, getting taken out, Christian or non-Christian, the enemy, 
He wants to take everybody out. Mm-hmm. We have to seriously watch our back. We need to watch our eyes. Yeah. It all comes down to what we're seeing. Yeah. The eyes, it's a light to the body. It is. It's a it's an overload with all the information. That was one of the the tanks that we got in a little bit ago that kind of gave us like a breakdown. And I think this is interesting as well. Check this out. It says Americans consume 100,000 words of information every day. Study says that the average American consumes 100,000 words or about 34 gigabytes. And when you're talking about, well, I don't read that much. Well, you got to take in consideration all the words that you're hearing through music, that you're hearing through the radio, that you're listening, you're listening through television, through conversation. And this is an average mean. It's saying the average American consumes 100,000 words or about 34 gigabytes of information. Uh, I don't know how, how much uh, your um, gigabytes your iPhone has, but it, does, it probably doesn't have that much of information every day. According to your new report, as a nation, that's 3.6 million gigabytes of information. But that was in 2008. Oh, the, my gosh. That's old. Yeah, 2019 today. So you can just you know take in consideration how much more this is growing. And really, as you said a little bit ago, Social media at its peak, I mean, 10, 15 years, I mean, for the most part, and the the whole world is changing so rapidly. Mm -hmm. Um, We, as we're in this life, we're in this world, we got to be able to navigate properly in this world. There's no doubt people are battling with anxiety and depression, all these things. A lot of uh, surveys are coming back is because of being inundated with so much information. We know that there is a lust and sexual problem in our world today. It's obvious. All the, Many of these issues we brought up today have a link to it. Um, we've seen it. We deal with a lot of people. We know there's a lot of people hurting out there. Mm-hmm. I get emails all the time or inboxes. I know you do too as well. Like I'm walking with God, but this is my problem. I can't get these thoughts out of my mind. I can't stop lusting. How can I fix this? I met with somebody just last night. I want my marriage to be right. I've been married for eight years, and yet... I have battle. I'm like, well, you, you watch porn? He's like, no, not really. I'm like, you don't watch porn? That's not your battle? He's like, no, I just being out and about and looking at girls and checking out girls and stuff. Like, it's like an addiction I can't, I can't, um, fix. And my wife sees it and it's destroying my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and again, this yeah. is where the Bible says to be holy as he is holy. That might seem like this old-fashioned terminology, and it might seem like something like I can't attain, but being holy literally means just being set apart for God's use, and it's a place of rest. So so basically set apart, just saying, look, God, I'm yours. Yeah. Do whatever you want with my life. I'm going to follow you, and you're yeah. trying your best every day yeah. to just... God's a priority in your life. Always having him in the back of your mind. God's a priority in your life, and you know that you're not a perfect man or you're not a perfect woman, but you pick up your cross. That's what it is. It's denial of the flesh. It's like, like, I don't got it figured out, but Lord, I know that I didn't have it figured out back in the world. I know that if I give into these things again, my life's going to be in chaos. I don't want my marriage to be destroyed. I don't want my name to be driven through the mud. Yeah. I don't want a, my life to fall in the result of some of these people that I have seen fall prey to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't look down upon these guys in a way of like, oh, man, like I can't believe it. No, it's like the heart of man can go veer off. 
And the Bible says all of our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Yep. Just think about it. You get upset. You get angry. You could start thinking in your mind, like, I'm going to get that fool back. You know, oh, yeah. you can start your, your heart can just go there right away. And again, if your, your heart and your mind isn't covered with the word of God, all those other things can go into the perversion, like just all of the things of the flesh and the enemy. That's all he wants to do. I say this. You know, as the Bible says, the difference between light and darkness, light is of the Lord, darkness is of the enemy. We know where the enemy wants you? We'll just walk in the shadows. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just just cover a little track. Hide your phone from your wife a little bit. Don't let her see what you're looking at. Secrets, just a little bit. Little secrets. Just little stuff like that. And before you know it, if you're not careful and you don't go back into the light, you start walking in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And in the darkness, you don't see where you're going from. You don't see where you're going. You don't see things that are coming away. And you're an open target for the enemy. And so we say these things and we do this show so we that we can bring up these issues that many of you guys are facing and that you can relate to. We're in this battle together. Um, but the same remedy is true. And that is the power of the Lord, the power of His Holy Spirit. If you're, you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. We've been talking about various issues uh, throughout the show today. Um, we always want to bring your attention to um, going to ryan-reese.com where you can find a lot of stuff on there. Also, the whosoevers.com, which has a bunch of product. All of the product that is sold goes right back into the whosoever movement. But also, one thing we definitely want you to do is to download the whosoever's app. You have the opportunity to very easily, it's very user-friendly to be able to watch all of these shows, to be able to be up to speed with all that's taking place with the whosoever's, a lot of stuff that's taking place in Ryan's ministry as well. Where is that verse at? Which one? The eye is a light. Oh, I found it. Here we go. So, your eye is a light. Or actually, my, my version says your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. Uh-huh. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But... When your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. Mm-hmm. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Yep. That's what I want to read, that last part. When you were saying that, that last thing, it reminded me of that end part. You might be listening right now, and you might be that person that what you think is light is actually darkness in your life. You think you're living in the light. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're not. So this is where you need to ask God. Because maybe you're saying, my marriage is messed up, this and that. And why can't I do this? Maybe the light that you think you have is really darkness. Mm -hmm. You need to go to God, seek Him, ask Him for forgiveness, and ask Him to reveal everything that is dark. Ask Him to split the sky, send His Holy Spirit, and to fill you with His presence, the light of the Lord the Holy Spirit, and remove all darkness. Ask Him to fill and remove every... I'm going to just pray for you right now. Lord, I just pray that you'll reach down from heaven and touch everyone that's listening to this show and remove, gut, purge, and destroy everything that is unholy in their life in Jesus' name. I also ask, Lord, that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you will literally fill every place in their life, in their body, in their whole everything who they are that is empty, fill it with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray that you will overflow them now. 
And Lord, I pray that you will reveal those things that are in their life, that are at their home, that they're watching, that they're listening to you. Maybe there's, there's paraphernalia. Maybe there's things in their, in their home, statues of, of, of other gods, of Buddha and, and different, uh, idols. They need to remove all that stuff. They need to clean house so they could have that life and that light in their life that is not darkness. Set them free. Just be God and do what you do, Lord, and reveal yourself to them now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I believe that there is a lot of people that are that are in that that uh, darkness. They, they feel like they can't get out, probably because they got a bunch of junk in their house mm-hmm. and junk in their life, and they have darkness that they, they think is light. Yep. You got to get it cleansed out. That's yeah. what it comes down to. We got to do it daily. But you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do an overhaul and just clean house and then every day confess uh, and move forward and, and ask God to reveal. You know what I like that you say a lot? You don't say it as much, but you say it all the time. I don't need to add anything to my hard drive. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that means adding more junk into it. You don't need it. There isn't enough gar- garbage that's already in. You need that cleansing and that washing of the word, man. Because it. it is a hard drive. And you say it. The stuff that we want to remember, we can't. Yeah. And the stuff that we're trying to remember, uh, or we can't. And then the stuff that we don't want to remember. Yep. We can always remember that garbage. It, it's so easy. This guy knows Tupac. He knows Too Short, <laughs> NWA. All that stuff. How is it that you can remember all that stuff so easily? And then it's a hard, like, what did I just read right now? There's a I warfare know. that's taking place. Yeah, tell me about that. It, there, there's just a warfare where the, the oh. enemy just kind of jacks us up so much. And so you need to make a determination in your life. Like, I'm going to serve God. Um, I, I don't want to add to the garbage in my life. That's why I feel like I'm watching something on television. It's just not right. I, you know, I'm not in this legalistic relationship with God, but you know what? It's not beneficial to me. I don't need no more garbage. I'm already ha- have issues. I already had so much images that I've seen in my mind that I still battle with. Why do I want to add to that? Well, here's a fact. An average person watches 10 to 11 hours a day of screen time. Now, this screen is either going to lift up your soul or encourage your soul or this screen is going to curse your soul because the eye is a light to the body and that's it it's that simple look up that verse you guys be encouraged what is it matthew 6 matthew 6 22 to 23 i believe and that's why sean is on the show that's it right because his memory is amazing (laughs) obviously i did more drugs No, it's amazing doing the show. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, you can always uh, comment on any of our social media. Uh, get inboxes for you know send inbox messages if you want to do it private. We'll get back to you as we can, and we want to talk about all these issues that you guys are facing. You're not alone, man. There's a lot of people that are hurting. We love you guys, and uh, tune in this next week, Saturday nights live call in. We'd love to hear your voice. We'd love to hear your story. And always remember, you could go to whosoevers.com. We got some sick product always. And uh, the sales of our product funds our high school tours. It helps it. All right. We love you guys. Take it easy. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan... Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Students today face many more distractions and problems than ever before. 
drug abuse, depression, broken families, self-harm, suicide are just a few of the issues they have to overcome. A 15-year-old living today gathers as much information in one day as a 15-year-old would gather 80 years ago in one year. 23% of male students in high school and 37% of female students in high school struggle with depression. On our school tours, we've encountered a sense of hopelessness because of the rise of suicide, depression, and anxiety. The Whosoever's mission is to deliver a message of truth of the gospel to the students and empower them to realize their true purpose in life. Our Kill the Noise school tour reaches out to them with a message of hope. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I love what Jesus says. The harvest is ripe, the workers are few. Here we are. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.